Hi, I'm Michael London, and welcome to Spidcast, the future of collaborative video production brought to you by Indie Source Magazine, where they believe free is better, and I like the way they think. On this episode, we're talking with Ali Olson, an up-and-coming actress that you're going to see a lot of very soon. You mark my words on that. In fact, she stars in a hit web series. And we'll visit with her producer, Victor Solis, of the web series as well. He's not only a producer, but he's done just about every job on a set. Got some great insight. So, let's jump right into today's Spidcast. First up is producer Victor Solis. Victor, welcome to Spidcast. Thank you very much, Michael. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you. So tell us a little bit about yourself, that Reader's Digest version. All right, the uh, Digest in the nutshell. Um, I was uh, born and raised in uh, Southern California, so there are a few of us filmmakers out here in L.A. who are natively uh, from L.A. Uh, And um, I started off... um, really fascinated in in all aspects of storytelling and we're talking ooh old school as in when i was in elementary school um telling stories uh to my younger sister uh reading mythology uh moby dick the classic literature that a lot of us have uh, usually forgotten about and uh my first fascination was in photography I started working in the uh, beach cities um, down here south of Los Angeles uh, with uh, primarily a uh, wedding and portrait photographer. Uh, You wouldn't think that that would have been the utmost uh, training for cinematography, but the fact of shooting events and shooting weddings is that you're always working for a client. Your primary service is not that of a photographer. It is not that of just you capturing images, your first service to any client is really providing peace of mind. So I certainly learned how to uh, walk the walk, how to uh, treat people with uh, respect, how to always uh, serve the client's needs. But technically speaking, um, you learn to work very fast and very efficiently, and you're literally very light on your feet. Um, the sun could be going down in 15 minutes. The power could go out. You need to be able to go to your redundant batteries, to your other backup lens. Um, I learned on both medium format, uh, which is um, a two and a quarter inch uh, negative. It's uh, much larger than even the size of a super 35 millimeter. So learning on those cameras, it's a much larger camera as opposed to a handheld um, uh, SLR, or now these days, DSLRs. So we came up also during the time that film was transitioning over the digital, and I started learning about the DSLRs and how much you could do, how much versatility, uh, without being limited by the cost of every time you press the trigger, every time you take a picture, that's about a dollar worth of developing film cost, print cost. So you learn to work fast, but you also learn to be very uh, economical and very judicious about how you shoot and what you shoot. Now, you see, that's a great story because it encourages us to find experience and develop it wherever we can. It develops your eye, your craft. So whatever 
whenever and however, take that opportunity to get the experience where you can, right? Absolutely. It's all about whatever and uh, sometimes whenever. Um, anybody, if you're in Anchorage, Alaska, if you're in Peoria, you can find other people out there who do work in a creative field. Uh, and ideally, something like photography is creative yet technical at the same time. You don't have to be out here in Los Angeles. You don't have to be in New York City. But the first thing that I always was trained to do, and I definitely owe it to my parents for that, and uh, to the photographer that I learned with was find other people, you know, reach out to others who know more than you. And definitely it's easy to find people who know more than you. I've found a lot of people who know more than me. Uh, reach out, volunteer. Maybe you're sort of the intern, but by demonstrating that you have the passion and that you have that work ethic, that to me is worth far more than anybody who has the natural talent. Natural talent is surely um, a great asset, but if it's with the wedding photographer, fantastic. Uh, do whatever works for you, but learn the basics, learn the fundamentals of how to work with equipment, how to tell a story, uh, train your eye, as you said, and um, you can do that in any city. Exactly. Now, um, Victor, you mentioned a moment ago about reading to your sister and enjoying the classics. I bet you enjoy classic movies as well. Anybody who goes into film has to be literate, is what I would recommend. If you're going into an art form, you, know, you have to love story at its core. I'm not talking about specifically cinema or video or the technology itself, but as you said, it's the basics of what makes a fantastic character when you open up the beginning of Moby Dick and the narrator says, call me Ishmael. I'm in with him. I'm going to be rooting for him. He's going to transport me into this world I've never been before. You could do that with shadow puppets. You could do that with sock puppets. Or you could do it with a red epic camera and put together a crew of people and shoot it on digital. Um, so really, the format and your style, uh, your uh, medium of choice, is less than becoming very literate in story at its core. What is character? Um, what are character beats? Uh, what are emotions? How can you harness all of those? And maybe it's true that as I was you know, reading a book to my sister or putting on a puppet show in my backyard to the neighborhood kids, that I was slowly learning more and more about what are the things that actually make people laugh? What are the principles of comedy? Uh, what are the, the principles of drama? Um, it certainly takes time, but uh, I'd rather be doing this than um, uh, doing dentistry. You got that right. Uh, you also talked about puppet shows a little bit ago in the backyard and such. Tell us about making that jump from your backyard into Hollywood. Uh, the first production, uh, I, I remember pretty vividly. It was out uh, above the hills, uh, right uh, as you look up from Pacific Coast Highway in Malibu, and uh, you see these uh, rolling hills that are perfect for fog banks that always come in. Anybody who thinks that L.A. is sunny year-round, uh, just come on down in May or June. So I was um, still doing undergrad, um, studying English, and, uh, and film studies at UCLA, and I uh, got uh, a position on an AFI, uh, American Film Institute, uh, thesis film. So they were shooting up in Malibu, 
and I uh, came on as the lowly but uh, very important <laughs> to any production uh, PA or production assistant. There was about uh, three of us. And uh, every day was totally different. It wasn't just get the director a cup of coffee. It could have been on one particular evening where we had this uh, pond, man-made pond on the premises of this mansion that was up in the Malibu Hills. And we're shooting at night, uh, which is always interesting because you must light everything. And a sound department um, calls one of us over. And I had no experience with sound. I don't know why the sound recorder wants one of us. Um, so he calls us over and uh, he says, look, guys, we need you to go out to that pond in the backyard and get a stick or get something, figure it out, and we need you to keep those frogs quiet. Apparently, there is this nice community of frogs that were all riveting in sync uh, much to the chagrin of the sound recorder and the director who is pulling out his hair. So one of my main uh, jobs on that set was to run around the man-made pond with another PA, uh, shaking our hands and, uh, and banging sticks together as long as it wasn't too loud, in order to get the frogs to shut up so we could get our takes in the can. So now you've gone from frog wrangler to wrangling the generic girl. Tell us a bit about generic girl. Uh, yeah, fast forward uh, several years, in fact, probably at least a, a decade. Um, it was in late 2010 that um, I have been collaborating with my uh, creative partner, Stephen Wasserman, uh, and, and his production company uh, for a long, long time. We met actually in elementary school. So when I was uh, working on uh, shoots like that AFI shoot, um, he was also working on shoots in Northern California. That's where he went to school. Uh, we've been in touch forever, and uh, we were painting his house. Uh, the doldrums of rolling paint on a wall will definitely get two men in a room to either drive each other nuts or come up with a concept for a 10-episode superhero series. Uh, we came up with the latter. Um, so we said, if our next project is going to be something fun, why don't we do something that amuses us? Hopefully it amuses a few other people as well. So as we're painting this house, we conceived uh, the story of a girl caught up in a world governed by comic book physics and inhabited by superheroes and villains and henchmen. But in our world, they have to follow union guidelines. You can't become a hero until you have your three vouchers. Uh, a lot of it was uh, winks to uh, the labor unions in L.A. and to superhero and comic book culture. So that's how we conceived of the project, uh, and we shot it in uh, 2011. Uh, finally, we are still working on post-production and getting it out to audiences. So we have about five episodes remaining before all ten episodes are online. Excellent. So where can we get a peek? Where can we see Generic Girl? Right now you can watch it uh, exclusively uh, without ads on JTS.TV. That's uh, just the story, JTS.TV. Uh, and then later in May, we'll be going more widely online, uh, YouTube uh, and other platforms. And our website is GoGenericGirl.com. Very good. And where can we learn more about you, Victor? 
Uh, my page is certainly up on IMDb, uh, and uh, my info and more tidbits and behind the scenes about the making of Generic Girl, um, my bio is up on GoGenericGirl.com. Shameless plug time. Talk, if you will, for a moment, Victor, about the value of SpitVid.com. As a producer, you are all about collaboration. Um, as a producer, you have to be always reaching out to others, and it's so much easier now that we have widespread uh, internet access and people are online looking for like-minded people, looking for other collaborators. Filmmaking, unlike something like photography, is fundamentally collaborative. Uh, You are always dependent upon everybody around you. So for us, using technology, using the internet, and using websites to reach Uh, other filmmakers. We work with a VFX artist who's in Northern California. I have stories of friends who have produced uh, web content or other content, and their different team members are in different parts of the U.S., so you can do it. You don't need to only have your same crew of five people uh, always meeting at your house. You can do it online. Uh, It really teaches you how to juggle tasks, how to manage people, uh, but it's absolutely critical, and that would be my recommendation. You know, reach out to other people and uh, see who agrees with your your mindset and who agrees with your vision and, and hang out with those people, uh, nurture those relationships. Right. Relationships and networking, and that's what it's all about. So how about a parting shot, Victor? A nugget of advice. Uh, whether you are wrangling frogs on a film set or whether you are wrangling actors in the superhero series, whatever you may be doing, um, be humble, learn, learn, learn. You know, there is no shortage of literature out there to learn, whether it's stories, whether it's you know, photography technique, lighting, sound. You know, learn from others. Um, offer your services. Be on a shoot. Uh, work with people, and you may not necessarily be receiving the paycheck, but you are going to receive uh, the hands-on knowledge. Uh, filmmaking, creating video, this is all hands-on. Uh, you will always learn from others. They're always going to teach you a little tidbit, a little tip that you may not have ever thought of. So uh, be humble and uh, get yourself out there. That's probably the best advice that I can provide. And wonderful advice it is. Victor Solis, thank you so much for joining us today on Spitcast. It's been a real pleasure, Michael. Thank you. Spitcast. Spitcast is brought to you by Indie Source Magazine, the fastest-growing independent filmmaker resource and the only free publication of its kind. Their mission is to bring you not only stories of the industry's highly celebrated, but also stories and insights from players in all areas of the media creation process. At IndieSource, they believe free is better. Visit them at IndieSourceMag.com. We'll continue now with Spidcast, and joining us is the generic girl herself, Alexandra Olson. Allie, welcome to Spidcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And tell us a bit about your story. Uh, uh, well, uh, I'm Alexandra Olson. I'm an actress. I'm from Pasadena, California. Uh, and, you know, I actually wasn't always into acting. I started off uh, pursuing music. So I was all set to go to um, Cal Poly Pomona for college when I was uh, kind of scouted by a Disney record label and 
I did the whole uh, manager-producer thing for a while, and, you know, it just ended up setting me on a completely different course than I had planned and, and made me want to pursue a career in the arts. And <laughs> I didn't end up signing with that label, but I did do music for a while, um, and I did pretty well. I got some independent film placements, some really small artist cuts, but I just didn't have the the love or the passion to really do what it takes to, to make it in music. And since I was I was more of a songwriter rather than a performer, um, I used to spend most of my time kind of alone in a studio, uh, you know, or marketing my stuff on the phone, talking to like 50-year-old publishers. And meanwhile, all my friends were out at college and partying and having fun. And I felt like I was missing out kind of on my youth. So I decided to go to uh, Pasadena City College um, where the goal was to do, you know, general ed credits and most important, to have fun. So I was like, okay, I'm here to have fun. Let's go out for a play. So I auditioned for the play, and, and I got in, and I ended up absolutely loving it. And the teachers and the people in the theater department were just so funny and cool. And all of a sudden, like, I had this great bunch of friends. And I remember my dad actually called me one day as I was heading home from rehearsal, and he asked, like, hey, are you coming home for dinner? And I was like, no, I can't, because I'm, I'm going out with my friends. I have friends again, Dad. And I ended up just becoming really uh, involved in the theater department there and going kind of from show to show. And I discovered that I just really loved acting and loved the community of it and just working with really talented people to create great art together and to tell an awesome story. So what I want to do with my career. <laughs> now, a moment ago, you mentioned uh, music being your first love. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, I, I tend to go more of the, the songwriting route. That's actually my true passion, and I think that's my strength. Um, you know, I sing and I play guitar and keyboards, but those are kind of tools for me to use to write my songs. I love, I love to write, and I love to listen to music, and I think my style is really kind of sweet, pop, acoustic, like really organic feeling um and i just but i love a good song in any genre so <laughs> <laughs> and what was your very first production the first production i did well the first my, i think the first like real uh production real part that i got i was so excited about getting it um i played eve in the apple tree which was directed by uh whitney rydebeck at pasadena city college and i was just elated i had never really had a lead role and i was terrified out of my mind but i worked really hard and you know, the experience of just going out with the people after rehearsals and then, you know, forming that community as a cast was so much fun. <laughs> Definitely one of my favorite uh, plays that I've done. So from being on stage and live productions, you get a call about doing a web series. First thoughts? Oh, well, to be honest, when I auditioned for Generic Girl, I didn't really think much about the fact that it was, you know, in that digital video format. I was just kind of like, reading the breakdowns and saw what looked like a really cool project that I wanted to be a part of, so I went out for it. Uh, but as we've gotten more into, like, I guess, promoting it, I've really learned a lot about the merits of, like, the web series format and how digital video has really sort of democratized filmmaking. And I just think it's so cool that independent filmmakers and actors like myself can, you know, can realize the vision without needing this huge budget for, like, distribution and you can make your, your seven-minute episodes or your short film and upload them to all these platforms like Flip TV, Daily Motion, or JustTheStory.tv, which is Generic Girls Network, et cetera, et cetera. And basically, you can have this like worldwide distribution with, without the monstrous budget. And I think it's led to us as consumers really being able to discover a whole bunch of great content that 
may never have even gotten made, but for this new digital wave. So I'm, I'm really glad to be a part of something like a cool web series that's, you know, a format that's sort of the apex of the whole wave. So it's really cool. I love, I love doing independent stuff, and I, I think a lot of great talent really exists in that in that medium. So before you on Spidcast today was Victor, who you mentioned a moment ago. Tell us about him. Oh, Victor is so cool. He is a person that has so many ideas, and he's one of those people that actually really works to put them into action. And the work that he's done promoting Generic Girl has been outstanding. He's constantly out there doing everything from you know networking, getting us on this, uh, this new JTS network, to even going to Comic-Con and handing out business cards. He's like a really, even a foot soldier and a, a general. He's, he's great. You know, traditionally, through the years, Hollywood has been uh, the stage and then to the small screen and hopefully to the big screen at a theater near you. But you seem to have fallen into that new hip, cool place called the web. Definitely true. I think the web series, I mean, I think it would be cool if web series became the new episodic television. I think there's always a place for, you know, sitting down in front of your television and, you know, waiting for that 10 o'clock slot to come on and, you know, waiting for it all week and, and being really excited and watching it with a big group of people. But that can also be done online. And I think it kind of actually mirrors what's going on in the music industry, too, which is, you know, musicians and, and actors that were able to act as, like, our own production companies almost and and promote ourselves and reach our audiences without um, needing to go through, like, a network, per se. Well, I mean, it is a network, but it's like a different kind of network. Uh, so I think the way it would be awesome if web series just became accepted as, you know, a regular episodic TV format. And, of course, there's no man in the ivory tower telling you what you can and can't do and what will be produced and won't be produced. You make your own content and find your own audience. Exactly, and that's that's a beautiful thing because if it were the case that we'd have, you know, those network producers sitting in the ivory tower you know, shutting down some potentially great projects. Those projects can be made anyway, and they can find their own audience (laughs) without needing to go through all these screening processes. Allie, what would be your advice to someone just getting to Hollywood today? Uh, Well, I mean, I myself am definitely just starting out and still really trying to, to make it in the industry. And, I mean, I would say two things probably come to mind that are really important. Um, one is really find that teacher or that director that you feel you can really learn from and then like absorb everything you can to really get the confidence in yourself as an actor and for you know newcomers like myself like it's really important that we know our brand and know our strengths and really play to them Um, and I think I think working with a great mentor can really help with that and I'm going to bet that you've uh, come from a performing family oh yeah my family is like we get called the Von Trapps sometimes. I mean, when we call people to say happy birthday, we actually sing happy birthday in uh, three-part harmony. <laughs> and so my mom and dad actually met in a band. So we've always had, you know, jam sessions with their friends every month. And it's so cool. Just the other night, we were actually sitting uh, around our living room playing with a couple family friends. We were playing Iz's version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And we had a fiddle a saxophone, my mom was singing, my dad was playing guitar, and I was doing harmony. And it was just like this ethereal, wonderful experience. I love it so much. Oh, that is so nice. So fun. Uh, tell us a little bit about Generic Girl. Oh, my gosh. Working on Generic Girl, it was incredibly fun. Definitely the coolest thing I've yet gotten to be a part of. Uh, everyone on set just has this awesome mixture of like professionalism and pure silliness. <laughs> there were a lot of times when we would actually have to improv 
And we have a lot of, like, really experienced improv actors in our cast, like Matthew Borer and Johnny Scorgis. And uh, I could I could barely keep a straight face. Oh, also Matthew Farhat. <laughs> I could not keep a straight face with all the craziness that was going on and the great stuff that the cast would come up with. And to be honest, like, this was, I knew this was going to be a really cool project to do from the very first audition because of the way they auditioned us. I mean, sometimes you go to auditions and they hand you, like, a sheet of paper that's like, okay, fill in your sizes, tell us about your relevant experience. But at this audition, like, Victor and Steven, the director and producer, actually handed us a piece of paper that asked questions like, what comic books do you like to read? Or, like, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? And what would your superhero name be? <laughs> Immediately, I was like, okay, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> so, Allie, what superpower would you have and who would you be? <laughs> I think I put, I put that my superpower was to be able to shoot purple sparkles from my hands, but they weren't just any purple sparkles. They were purple sparkles of death. And I had named myself, I think I named myself Sparkles Supernova. <laughs> which sounds like a different kind of name, but it was my superhero name. Hey, where can folks see um, Generic Girl? Uh, you can see it on a network called, it's an online network called uh, JTS.TV. It stands for Just the Story. It's like an ad-free subscription network. Um, new episodes go up every Wednesday, and there's actually a lot of really cool shows on there, like Continuum, and I think it's called the Jeff Lewis Comedy Hour. Those are a couple cool ones, so there's a lot of good content. And where can we read all about Alexandra Olson? Uh, you can go to my uh, website, which is AllieOlson.com, A-L-L-I-E-O-L-S-O-N.com. Perfect. And for those listening, uh, Allie, how about a great nugget of advice, the great take-home message from you? Uh, the great nugget of advice from Allie Olson. I would say just make sure to always care about telling the story. That's what I've learned. Uh, that's my biggest a uh, piece of wisdom of training that I've gotten uh, from my mentor, Duke Stroud. And uh, I would just say, tell the story, always be honest uh, when you're acting, and love what you do. <laughs> love what you do? Excellent advice. Allie, thank you so much for being with us today on Spidcast. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. And I have to say, you have the coolest voice that I have ever heard. You sound like one of those movie trailer guys that could do voiceovers. <laughs> oh, that's very kind. Thank you very much. I will tell my agent to start booking some of those jobs. Hey, thanks for listening to our Spidcast show. We appreciate your time and attention. You can now join the conversation at spidvid.com or on our Spidvid blog. And you can join our collaborative filmmaking community at spidvid.com. Tune in next month for another entertaining and informative episode of Spidcast. Spidcast.